Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. I'm your host, TJ, and today we're going to be yakking about Cats. No, not Cats the movie. Cats the musical. Cats the movie is cursed. I definitely kind of want to see it to see how bad it can get, but I also don't want to torture myself. It's one thing I don't do, is I don't watch something that I don't like, So, which is why I usually give things raucous reviews because I end up getting attached and really liking the thing I'm watching but sometimes I'll see something and go no not for me I liked cats cats was good at first it was confusing partially because I've learned to hear with subtitles so now without subtitles it's hard to understand what the fuck I'm listening to especially when you're all singing in unison the first actual song that wasn't the overture which I'm a New Yorker I have a history with the commercial which I saw like literally on every commercial break So that overture was like constant. But after the overture, we got into the musical proper. So I whipped out the lyric sheet online and I figured out what they were saying. The first song is just about being a jellical cat. And it was just like jellical cats are jellical cats. And I'm like, what the fuck is a jellical cat? And we never really figure out what they are. But from after looking up like the synopsis of cats, that's this gang of cats. That's this tribe of cats are the jellical tribe. I have a couple cats and I've learned to kind of understand them (laughs) not like dr doolittle but just like we coexist so this was cute they introduced each cat and they kind of told the story about each cat and i was like oh yeah that's something very cat-like i like this this is cute and so after the first couple songs when i didn't really understand what the fuck was happening you know at the end we start to kind of get what's going on is like they're deciding which cat gets to go to cat valhalla and their like religion because these cats have a religion is that only one cat in a generation gets to go to get reincarnated into a new cat. So we had a bunch of cats come to the Jellicle Ball. We don't, I don't know if the Jellicle Ball only exists for this purpose, but I think it does. So all the cats come together to the Jellicle Ball and are like introducing themselves. Not even like other cats are introducing them. These younger cats, I'm assuming, introducing the more famous cats. The ones that are up for reincarnation. The old Gumby cat, who's Jenny and Dot's. She's a very cute cat. I really like Jenny and Dots just because she was cute. Then they were like, all right, here comes Rum Tum Tugger. And my eyes were opened to a new world. Rum Tum Tugger is the coolest fucking cat I've ever seen. Like, have you ever seen that cat wearing the sunglasses and his elbows like on the curb? That's like Rum Tum Tugger. Cool motherfucker. I expected him to have a motorcycle. Makes me a little sad that he's up for like reincarnation. Are you gonna you're gonna kill Rum Tum Tugger already? He's gonna die already? Is he dying? Is he dead? What's going on? If you don't get selected for reincarnation, does this do the cats that they introduce just die regularly? Are they on their ninth life? I would hope not, because Rum Tum Tugger needs some more time to, ha- to sow his wild oats and like do things that bad boys do. Rum Tum Tugger is my favorite cat. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Then comes Grizabella, who's like shunned. She's all shaggy and old, but she's called the Glamour Cat. So I'm assuming she has some like, uh, either they're calling her that like ironically, like the Glamour Cat. Look at this mangy old thing. Or she was like in her prime, one of those big floofy cats from Tom and Jerry that, you know, rich people have that wear diamond collars and stuff. But now her coat's covered in sand and she's not at all respected by anybody in her tribe everybody's like i don't want to be near her hey don't go over there and bother her she breaks out into song which was memory which is the one song that i remember like i've heard this song before not like the overture which i've heard in the commercial but like fuck i heard memory somewhere else it took place outside of the cat's universe where the fuck have i heard this song before if you know hit me up on twitter at audio underscore d-e-e and she bursts into memory and this the actress playing griselda 
has pipes, yo. She belts this shit out. And I am like verklempt, you know, like my hand is on my chest and I'm just like, oh my God, looks can be deceiving. Don't judge a book by its cover kind of shit. Then you have more cats. Um, You had Bustopher Jones, who as soon as I saw him, I was like, I love everything about him. He is a big fat cat with a top hat and he has spats. Love it cat with spats you get another big chonky boy later he's also an old boy who's the like leader of the cats his name is uh old deuteronomy and there's a song about him too so i'm like wait a minute is old deuteronomy on the chopping block and he's the one the the holding proceedings here that would be a fucking anticlimactic thing like he sings this big song on this tire as he ascends to the heavens and then that's it ceremony's over because he's gone and nobody else can proceed over ceremonies who's the next oldest cat i'm i guess it's gus who we find out about later but Gus looks fucking like he's not in any condition to run any ceremonies. Gus looks like he's on his way out right now. Apparently the actor is blind, which is like, holy shit. His faraway gaze definitely helped the performance. Unless I'm wrong about that. If I'm wrong about that, correct me at audio underscore D-E-E. Just give me a follow there. Then there's uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser who are like, they gotta be from the same litter. They're very similar looking and they're twin terrors. You don't want to have these cats. These are not cats to own. But then again, you don't want to own Rum Tum Tugger either. He's a bastard. You're like, Rum Tum Tugger, come here. And he's like, just looks at you like, I do what I fucking want. I don't know. I just, I love him. I don't personally want to own Rum Tum Tugger as a person owning a cat. I would like to hang out with Rum Tum Tugger though. Like he's the perfect cat to like, you're watching something and he sits on the couch with you. Then you have old Deuteronomy come out and like break things down. They express that he's like the oldest cat. And I was very on board with this cat. Like, I love the look of Old Deuteronomy. His suit, the way he, he looked so big and he looked so huggable and he had such a wise face. They did a great job of makeup in this. My biggest problem with the cat's movies is that they did everything except for the faces in that and they look horrible. They look bad. Like, I don't understand who thought, yes, CGI is where we need to go. Well, I know what's going on in Hollywood is that Hollywood refuses to do practical effects because they got a union. Not only did everybody look phony as balls, but their faces were the most human part of them, which was so fucking frightening. It's like, oh my God, take it away. And that, yeah, that's the case in the musical too, but they at least have makeup to make their noses look cat-like and make it look like they have fur on their faces. CGI Cats movie looks terrifying. Do they have buttholes? Hit me up on Twitter and let me know if they have buttholes in the movie. There was a lot of look at my asshole in the play. I love how they moved and behaved. Very cat-like. It looked like I was watching a bunch of cats hanging out. What I did not like is the random dance numbers that went on forever. When I was a kid, I did ballet for like two years. But I've never studied dance enough to know what the fuck I'm supposed to be gaining from this dance sequence. Like, I like dance sequences in music videos. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of MTV. I'm, I'm from the MTV generation, you know, when they had music on. I like dance music. I like dance numbers. But I don't understand what I'm supposed to glean from this dance number that went on so long. There was a few of them that I was just like, why is this happening? This isn't in my lyric sheet. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I have a really bad attention problem. And the lyric sheet was keeping my attention on the show. I was like, okay, so this is what's going on. Putting two and two together about each cat. Reading the lyrics. And looking up at the screen was giving me lots to do. But when they were dancing, I didn't have anything to do. So I didn't know what, like, I had the whole thing. What do I do with my hands? Do I shove them in my pockets? What is my problem? I don't know. You tell me what my problem is. Hit me up on audio underscore D-E-E. Tell me what my problem is. But after the dance numbers, they get right back into it. I guess you're supposed to be like, this is the Jellicle ball, stupid. They're at a ball. They're having a good time. 
This is a celebration of life, I think. So there's a moment here during the Jericho Ball where they tell you about another cat. But that shit is not in any of the lyric sheets. I think this is a special additional cat. Like, this is like your first, like, deleted scene. You bought the movie on VHS. I have no idea what this was about because I couldn't understand it without my lyric sheet in front of me. So there was a superhero cat. He had a really cool prosthetic that made his hackles rise. I thought that was really cool. And he had these, these laser glasses. He looked like Nightman. Have you ever seen Nightman? Which was a show on WPIX, <laughs> if you live in New York, that was about a superhero who had laser vision but he only worked at night don't bother looking up nightman it wasn't very good but it's just something i remember maybe in the doobly-doo i'll put the link to the opening for nightman so you can see what i'm talking about and how it's not good but that's what this cat was and it was random and confusing and i was like this must be a deleted scene and i just waited it out until it was over and then once it was over we went on to gus who was my husband's most favorite cat into getting into Valhalla. He was a badass. He was a theater cat, which this is theater we're watching. We're supposed to like go, oh, he went to the big time. This is this cat right here. Gus was pretty great, He, but he's very, very old. And his whole story was like, back in my day, I was a badass. I used to do this and that. The poor fucker has shaking paws and he's old. And I felt so bad for him. I'm like, does, does he just die now? Is this purgatory? Is this like, we have a bunch of sick cats dance to forget about the fact that everything is sad. So I went to make dinner, so I missed a little bit of it. One of my favorite cats, Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. I enjoyed the story of Skimbleshanks the most. And I was like, I hope he goes to Valhalla. And my husband's like, but he already had a great life. He doesn't need Valhalla. Let fucking Griselda go. What a very cat story. There is a, There are a few railway cats in Japan that are like mascots of their stations that uh, look up some of their stories they're very cute and it reminded me of skimbleshanks also these names for cats are like what cats call themselves apparently this is like hey a cat has a true name are these the names that we're getting there because rum tum tugger sounds like what a kid would name his cat same thing with like asparagus oh maybe his name is asparagus because he smells he's old you know he has that old people smell then we got mccafferty the bastard cat who's just a bad cat and he kidnaps Old Deuteronomy, which made me lose all trust in my heart. Old Deuteronomy came back because Mr. Mistopheles is the best. But without him, what would we have done? We would have went without no Master of Ceremonies. I can't believe fucking McCavity stole that cat. What a bastard. But we do get Mr. Mistopheles, who is... He's a magician, and he does tricks that don't seem like tricks. It looks like this cat has magic. He was throwing lightning bolts across the stage. I was like, holy shit, Mr. Mistopheles. Also, best song in the whole fucking play. They played Mr. Mistopheles in the commercial as well, but they played such a small snippet of it that I never got tired of it like I do with the overture. Me and my husband were like, I wonder what songs we're going to listen to outside of the context of a play, like on our, put on our Spotify playlist. It's probably Mr. Mistopheles. It's the dopest song in the play, even though my favorite cat is Rum Tum Tugger. Then they said straight up, time to say goodbye to our cat of choice. Pick up your phones and text to this number to put your vote in for the next American Idol. I did, I put in, I was like, I don't care what my husband says, I'm putting a vote for fucking Mr. Skibbleshanks. He's the best one. They were like, no, it's gonna be Griselda because she came out and pled her case with another rendition of memories. And I was like, God damn it, she has such strong pipe. Deuteronomy was like, nobody else gonna plead their case? Because case adjourned, it's fucking, griselda with the encore of the most powerful song in the show 
she gets to go to heaven. And they rose up on a tire and sent her away. She literally went to heaven, like right in front of us. And that scene is in the commercial of the fucking play. And I'm like, did they just give away the ending in the commercial? They show Griselda on the fucking tire. So if you went into this expecting to be have it be a mystery, and you've seen that commercial all your life, and you remember it. Like, I just remember musically until I saw that tire. Then the memory just kind of hit me in the head like an ice pick. That's the memory, stupid. It was them on a tire. That's like, if you're watching Endgame... And the scene when everybody comes out of the portals, they put that in the commercial. After she leaves, they have one last song. And that song is the punchline to the entire show. Cats are cats and not dogs. And I thought that was it. The show is over. That was the joke. The whole play. We went through all of this just to get to this punchline. It was just like, hey, how you address a cat? Cats are regal creatures. And they're not dogs, which are lesser beings. That ending kind of sent me for a loop. I think you could have ended... The play at Journey to the Heaviside Lair, right? And had her leave. Maybe say memories one more time while she's floating to heaven. She finally got accepted by the cats, by the way. She was finally able to nuzzle one of the cats. I'm very happy for her. I hope you have a better life than you did. You could have just ended it there. Had the addressing of cats be at the, at the Jellicle Ball. But who the fuck am I? I'm not... <laughs> I don't write plays for a living. I don't know anything. I'm just an observer. I'm just the watcher. I'm Uatu of the movie universe but that's it that's cats what did i think about it um i thought it was very strange at first but once i started to understand what the fuck was going on i really got into it like really hard and i started to care about these cats and their lives i would give it a b because i felt like that middle scene with nightman was a bit confusing and it doesn't exist it's a it's nice though to get it but i was confused and also them singing in unison really hard to understand also the dance numbers was like what is this so i'm gonna give this a b so far, all of the movies on the wheel haven't gotten to a C or lower. I'm happy that we all have good taste. Because the wheel is put together by a group of my friends. By us just shouting out movies we like. The wheel is sporadic and wild. And we just kind of figured out the actual rules of the wheel recently. But I love that all of us have good taste. Good job, group of friends. I'm going to give you guys an A+. And that's my thoughts about Cats. It was interesting, to say the least. And I'm glad that I've seen it. I mean, I've lived in New York forever. I should have seen it by now, but nope. Thanks so much for listening.